We are live from the kitchen table in Shelby Township, Michigan for On the Button. He's Ben Moffat. I'm Brandon Ponky. We have Tony and Gotti with us. And What's we're up, motherfuckers? Yeah, you have said that every every time. Every I time. have, and I'm going to continue to do so. That's good. That's good. Um, we're going to talk a little bit about the controversy of 208, and then just kind of jump into the world of MMA. So. Yeah, cover a bunch of topics. Do not expect a very uh, regimented show because fuck that shit that's not what people <laughs> like anyway all right 208 let's start with the main event the late shots probably being the big story what do you think that pissed me off so much uh i hate when fighters do that and especially since the only reason she did it the second time was because she thought home kicked her while she was down but the new rules if you have one hand down when you're when you go from standing to putting a hand down you can still get kicked in the face. So she had no right, absolutely no right, to continue to hit her after the bell. And she claims to be not be a dirty fighter, but what we seen that night was the definition of being a dirty fighter. She did it not only once, but she did it twice, and yeah. she hit after the bell. Yeah. And that's why I think that the whole controversy behind that event, it made the... Uh, it made the whole win look terrible. It could have almost ended in a draw. It should have, her, it should have been a draw. They should her. have taken a point. Exactly. And... With her doing that antics, she now not only realized that that was completely wrong on her side, because she came out and actually said publicly now that she wants to give Holly Holm a rematch from all the criticism that she's receiving now that she's gone back to the Netherlands. Which honestly might be good for Chris Cyborg, because I feel like Cyborg needs a little bit more time before she can get this shot. I think I think it's hilarious that Cyborg was saying that Durandamy's running from her, because <laughs> the UFC wanted to set up a Cyborg title title fight. Like, that was supposed to be the featherweight debut. They, be a Dana, has publicly said, Dana has publicly said that they made the 145 division for Cyborg. Just for Cyborg, yeah. And through the issues that she's going through right now with USADA, mm-hmm. this kind of ruined their plans of having the Cyborg division. So she has, she has no right to talk shit because she brought it all upon herself. I feel like it might be just kind of a go-to thing to say because everybody's saying, oh, they're running from me. You hear McGregor uh, yeah. say, everybody's saying that. You know, and and win. A lot of people <laughs> do, real. you know, a lot of people do do all these antics now, but in that division, and from what Cyborg's done already to women at higher weight classes, and from what I've seen from her, I don't see, after seeing that poor performance by Holly Holm and Ronda May, it was, it was, I mean, it was a boring fight, um, including with the controversy after the hit, after the bell. I see Cyborg smoking both of them. It, it was very, it was very lackluster for this this card. I mean, we, you could kind of see that going in. I mean, you take home coming off two losses, and Durandamy had beaten exactly. people that were always six she's in the six UFC. She's six three with nothing, nothing really yeah. big on her name. I think that that whole because they just fight, couldn't find people already in the organization that could make that right. Because right now, women's MMA being fairly new still compared to men's MMA. There's no, and women just in general not being as big as males, you know. Yeah. There's a lot less weight classes that you can um, that you can that you can spread it apart, spread it across from, and that was an issue with the UFC and in, even introducing the 145 featherweight division for women because it's like, are we going to have the same three girls fight each other all the time? So well, I mean, I think they're they're basically going to go off and just poach Invicta and right, all right, those right. promotions because I think their plan is to do four women's divisions. You got strawweight, flyweight, bantamweight, and featherweight. I don't think they need any more than that. And I think 
I think they'll be able to get enough people for those divisions. I actually like that you said that right now because I've actually thought that for a while now. I'm surprised that they don't have a women's 125 division. Yeah, Cause especially because there's so many fighters from both so many that, women could, that could reach that would that be very class. successful at right. 125. And I think it would actually be a more competitive division than the women's featherweight division would be. I remember Joanna saying that she wanted to fight at flyweight. So right, it's like right. if they open that up, you already got your champ. Only problem is it would take it would thin out divisions that really aren't that deep yet. Yeah, they're starting to though. The, right, and yeah. um, and actually, this is a bit controversial to say, but and this is my opinion on this. But as far as the women's featherweight division, I truly believe that with the loss of the superstars that are happening right now throughout the UFC, and basically our last guy right now that's a huge selling point pay per view is McGregor. I mean, John Jones with this whole USADA issue where he ruined himself and with uh anderson silva being completely old now and and yeah. just kind of underperforming through maybe through all the injuries he's experienced in age and father time yeah i mean he's now. 40 so so i mean and I, and I still like i still like that he's going out there to compete and he just yeah. wants to compete that's that's beautiful um but through the lack of having really a a selling a big selling name now i think they realize and now that ronda's gone yeah. Because she's, you know, she's lost yeah, the last you, you don't events. know if she's coming back. We don't, we don't know. I think that the UFC's plan is to have Cyborg be a very dominant force in the women's MMA and have her kind of, they're hoping, I think, is that Cyborg will come into this women's featherweight division, dominate, like, and, and get the finishes be, that they want. Become a big star. And, and become a big pay-per-view seller where we say, well, you know, Ronda's gone, and now the next women up is... Uh, you know Chris Cyborg, yeah. and she's always and she's already she's always been in the talk. They've actually talked about Ronda and Chris Cyborg fighting each other, but oh you know, yeah, they talked Cyborg. Shit. Cyborg's way too big for her, and after seeing Ronda's last performances, she's already had one foot out the door for a long Honestly, time. Honestly, Ronda's her. ideal weight would probably be flyweight. Just so you bring that up, it would be the UFC keeps trying to have that. They keep trying to have like a Ronda. They like they they just started to get behind Anthony Pettis when they try and get behind people that are just going to defend the belts like forever. Yeah, you got Joanna. You got McGregor's moving around. He's got other things going on, but they can't really get behind people that are just going to hold onto the belts because everybody's just losing belts. It's just yeah, I think it's almost backfiring on them that every division's starting to get deeper and deeper. No, it's so true because our our, you, our former our where former they thrived on the fact that Ronda was so dominant at the right, start of the right. bantamweight well, division. They've, they've dominated. You know the entire time of the organization on people that have dominant. Right, like like I was going to say right now is in the past we had we GSP had, was the biggest earner. Yeah, we had yeah. GSP and we had Anderson Silva who were yep. both probably the two dominant. Like GSP being probably the most dominant one seventy guy we've ever seen, and in, in Anderson Silva in the in the, the, the one eighty five. That's why dominated. the problems with John Jones like have been and, so huge because he could have been the guy to break. The, right. the title defense record, and, and nobody's actually not moving physically up. beat him yet. He's been saying that he wants to move up to heavyweight, so it's like if you can actually get him back, clean out light heavyweight, and then the move only, up to he- or my clean out light issue, heavy. My only issue with John Jones, though, and I've always been a huge John Jones fan as far as his MMA career. He's amazing, and he could easily be one, considered one of the greatest of all time. Through already, through yeah, he's already he's, done. he's already one of the best. But but the problem with him is he's just his own worst enemy. I mean, he. Has that co- yeah. cocaine hit and run accident that looks terrible that loses a lot of fans, yeah. and then and then he comes back and he has this um, basically basically a forgiveness from the MMA community and the forgiveness from the fans saying you know what you messed up man. <laughs> it's funny You're that you said to- that because Dana White just came out and said that he's getting the title shot when he comes back. Right, and so he gets this big he gets this big 
after he has that really bad incident and the hit and run, and he, I think he hit a pregnant woman. It, yeah. was, it was a, it was a really bad situation. It looked terrible on him. He comes back and says, you know, I'm clean now. I'm. He's done doing any type of partying. He's changed his lifestyle. He's back to being a serious guy, and he wants yeah. to show everybody that he's the best in the world. And then he has that fallout with Daniel Cormier, which is a huge, huge, big issue because he tested positive for two different estrogen blockers. Yep. And it's funny that the new USADA is involved in it. He was he was going to carry that card too, and he would have carried that card. And two hundred was so lackluster even, because they lost like. That was that was the main event for a and, reason. And the know? funny part about that was when McGregor got pulled from the 200 card, John Jones, when they gave it to John Jones and yeah. he started doing his media right away, he even went on publicly on social media and said, "Thank you McGregor for red panty night." And John Jones <laughs> cuz John Jones knew that he was he knew he knew he was about to have a huge selling pay-per-view and it was probably going to be the biggest fight of his career. He was supposed to make uh, because, eight figures. And he would have yeah, not only would he have made the most money in his career, it would have been the biggest selling point of his career, and yeah. it would have been his time to show everybody that, look, I beat Daniel Cormier the first time, and if he goes out there and beats him again, now there's really nobody in that light heavyweight division Except, to even mess with him. See, I don't even know if Cormier's going to beat Rumble this time. I, I don't. I think Rumble's going to the adjustments. Uh, Rumble's been so impressive lately. I totally and agree. I think I, I always totally thought agree. the only guy in that division that would actually give John Jones trouble is the guy that can hit like Rumble. Does. Like Rumble, yeah. And Rumble is. I, I was I picking Rumble it. in that fight when they scheduled it. I don't know. If, I don't know if it's uh, proven scientifically from that, that the hitting bag we're talking about, but mm-hmm. um, I know from watching fights that Rumble hits like a monster. Yeah. That guy literally. He's one of the top the, five. What he did. What he did to Glover Teixeira was amazing because Glover Teixeira is a durable guy. He He's, never gets cold. He never gets yeah. cold clocked, and it looked like his tooth got flown out. I know it wasn't his tooth, but yeah. whatever when it happened, it looked like his tooth went out of his like went out of his head. Um, no Rumble, one, no one ever and hit him like that. The thing before. that, the thing that actually, the biggest part of that, my selling point for for Rumble that that really makes me think that he's capable of beating a John Jones or a Daniel Cormier in this upcoming fight is uh, when Rumble came out against Glover. He showed, he showed. Now he did finish him fast and early, but he showed that he's not as aggressive and and just crazy how he's always been where he comes out and just throws hands yeah like he gets the gear he just came out yeah, to start he, throwing and he, finished he him he came out quick. really calm he timed it and he hit that uppercut and, and finished him and yeah. um i think that rumble through his first loss of, from daniel where he just he almost finished daniel he rocked him mm-hmm. and hurt him and then daniel went to wrestling to defend it i mean to, to beat him i think that rumble now this time around with the training and the experience, I think he'll be able to defend. A, he'll be able to defend the takedown, or at least be able to nullify Daniel's wrestling, which yeah. we've barely seen in the UFC. Daniel does it to everybody, and it's, it's kind of boring to watch. But I think Rumble will be able to uh, finish Daniel Cormier. I think that's why out. people hate Cormier so much. It is it, no, and, and honestly, <laughs> it is because he's a boring for, for, fighter for the fans. Honestly. For the fans, and and that's why Dana always represents that, uh, and he and he and he goes against people saying all the time, which we were talking about before about. Uh, Recently, right here, when we had that controversy on the recent card when Anderson Silva fought Derek Brunson, yeah. the majority of people uh, we pulled up, we actually pulled up from from MMA analysts. There was twenty out of twenty four people said that basically they 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 uh, said that Derek Brunson won the fight. Yeah, and even Dana White publicly came out and said, "Look, um, I scheduled I when I was." When I was doing the point system, I think I had one to one on going into the third round, and I gave Derek Brunson the third round, which means he won two to one out of, out of the three rounds. What was but, funny is that the judges for the actual card they're incredibly inconsistent because I think one of them had Silva win in the first and the third, 
Then the next one had Brunson winning the first and the third, and Silva winning the second. Then the last guy had Silva winning them all. So it was like I, I, I actually when when we watched it live, um, yeah, I had Anderson winning the first round because Derek Derek didn't do a very good job of wrestling him down that first round. I think Anderson outstruck him properly. He, I think he had better of the striking in the first round, but when it came to the second round. I think um, in the clinch, Derek hit him a lot, and yeah. I think Derek. No, yeah, uh, Silva was funny because he kept pulling the tie clinch, and yeah, Brunson's just, just like in the face. Yeah. he's just throwing hooks. It was like, like three times right he had the tie clinch, and I thought that he put Silva out on, yeah. while he was hanging on his neck. Almost, like, wow. yeah, 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 exactly. And I, so I, I, I mean, I think majority of people think Derek Brunson won that fight. But back to what I was saying, like Dana said, is you know, you guys, we and for the fans speaking, we want to see finishes and. Yeah. And it's that's it, I mean have, that's how they line their pocketbooks. When you got Connor knock, like I'm going to knock this guy out in the first round, knocks him out in the first round. People draw to that. You want that, and and when we, we go into this, when we go into the situation where you have, I think Derek publicly said, uh, Derek Brunson publicly said that you know this is BS, and I you know I, I used MMA, and I used this is my job, and I won the fight, and I pay my family for this, and I want the bonus for winning the fight. Well. Dana publicly went out and said, listen, if you don't finish a fight, it's not on me. It's on the judges. So not only are you fighting the fighter, but you're also fighting the judges. And I think that's a really good point because it promotes it promotes fighters to get finishes. And I also it, think that's kind of why they didn't push so hard to get GSP back. Because, because at, the end, of, at the yep. end of his career, after he got knocked out by Matt Serra... He started to get a lot more careful, and he, he wasn't really going. Fighter. Yeah, he wasn't going for finishes. The last two fights which is how John Jones looked against OSP. Oh, totally, yeah. totally. Uh, going on to that, John Jones' performance against OSP, it actually makes me question John Jones' ability at this point in his career because we haven't seen him in so long. Mm-hmm. Ring rust was definitely a big apparent factor there, yeah. and he was he was scared to kind of let he looks, loose. He and, looked like um, he was just going to stick to a game plan and not take any chances. I think it was right. just too much to lose in that situation when right. you're just coming back and you're against like OSP who turns out to not well, even turns be, out to not well, be well, that's, that's, that's the situation good, now if OSP would have gone on after that fight and you know had a couple finishes or won his next couple coming fights I would have said you know what that was smart on John Jones part but now it's making me question John Jones ability when I see well, um, OSP get finished by Jamie Manoloff the way yeah. he did just kind of ironic you know like just it's we have such short memories when it comes to how you yeah. uh, look at fighters? You got, you got to kind of. They, they always say that actually. They say you judge a fighter based on their last performance. Yeah, and it, it's kind of true. Which at that time, when he was fighting Jones, he was coming off of the beating on Shogun Hua. So yeah, you know. Speaking of people that you know could just have too much to lose, and instead of just going for the W, uh, Jacare. Oh, he just he could he could have been real smart. He had a lot to lose. He's fighting number yeah. thirteen. He definitely should already have a title shot, in my opinion. And if he loses that fight, he loses everything he's worked for. Yeah, that Very was, that was high more risk, risk, low reward. But yeah, that was that was that was a ballsy move on his part. And I, you know what? I he, think he partial to perfectly. Way, I think partial to why he actually made that decision and took a guy Tim Boach, which I'm not taking any discredit away from Tim Boach. Tim no, Boach he's got a, some balls. He's a tough guy. <laughs> he's a tough and, motherfucker. And he, and he, but he did make Tim Boach, which is ranked number thirteen. He made him look like he's ranked thirteen. Yeah, Zachary just. You know, he outclassed him. He he did an amazing submission on him. It was it was an easy fight for him. It looked like yeah, but it was still a high risk. It was still a high risk, low reward. Like it's, I said, it's very he, risky. He really he knew he was he was like I'm gonna go out. I'm gonna finish this guy. But they think, cannot deny me the next shot after but do, Romero. But do you think that he 
somewhat did that because of the lack of, or, or kind of like the buildup in that 185 division. With there's a lot of there's a lot of weird things happening in that 185 division. Yeah. With Luke Rockhold being injured, it's one of the deeper um, divisions out you there. Have, actually, you have right now Bisping, who is a controversial champion. I'm not saying he didn't win it, or he didn't yeah. earn it. Bisping finished Rockhold, and it, but it's because of like the defense he had. Yes, right. His defense against the number thirteen guy was was a bit weird, and uh, and now when you have the division, that one eighty five division is kind of built up. I mean, you got a lot of you got a lot of top contenders, and you have a lot of weird stuff going on there right now. So I think with the lack of the lack of fights to actually be made at that point, with other people having fights upcoming, I think Jacare just took it and said, you know what, I'm just going to keep fighting right now. And actually, I actually recently seen Jacare after that fight. He said. Uh, I'm not going to wait around for the title. I'm actually, oh, yeah. he's, he's, he's down Well, first fight. of all, you got to make that money, you know? <laughs> Plus, the more fights he gets right now opens him up for a big contract right around the time where he's going to get a shot. What I would really like to see with Jacare, which I think it, it's a very plausible option, and I think it's a good business decision, and I think this could be in the future of the 185 division right now, is Yellow Romero goes in. Beats Bisping. Probably. And yes. then they have a rematch of Jacare versus oh, uh, Yal Romero. That's, that's and on that rematch, I would take Jacare to beat him. Because yeah. I think Jacare would I win picked, that fight. I picked Jacare the first time, and then it was, what, midway through the second round, that spinning yeah. back fist totally changed He doesn't fight. get caught by that. He wins yeah. that fight. And, and actually, Jacare... That's how fought. he stole that round. Jacare actually thought he won that fight. Yeah. Jacare publicly said There's that... There's still a split decision. Yeah, he, he thought that he won that fight. He thought the judge would beat him. So... Yeah. On the rematch, that'd be a very interesting fight to see Jack Ray versus Yol Romero. Oh, yeah. And I think, Which, it's a, I think it's a very high possibility. Fuck um, Romero. Fuck him so much. Yeah, you took like five minutes. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to post that five minutes of you going off on Yol Romero. <laughs> um, Romero, I mean, if we go into Romero, Romero is he's a great fighter. He's a freak of nature. The guy looks yeah. like a Ninja Turtle. I mean, he's one of the scariest guys to <laughs> yeah, be pretty in much. the UFC. He is, He's a big monster, but the Those the, traps. the issue with him is, and which which makes a lot of people like myself uh, sway from being a fan with him, is all the antics that he's done. And I think it was against Kennedy. Was it against Kennedy? Soldier he, of God. What, was uh, it against Kennedy when he when he did that yeah. thing where they dumped water all over him? Yeah, yeah, and yeah. He, and he was about it took like an extra like he almost thirty got seconds at the end of the round. I want to say he yep. almost got finished, and then he they dumped water on him, and he took an extra. You're supposed to only have a one minute break in the UFC, and he had about a two or three minute break. Yep. And then he just recently did that again in his in his last performance against uh, Chris Weidman. Weidman, which, Weidman was he was winning the first yeah, two rounds, and uh, and he they dumped water all over him. You know what the guy is when you look at Yoel Romero, someone like him, he's not only a, uh, a a threat in the UFC, but throughout his career, the guy's done international wrestling events, yeah. and the guy knows basically. From from what I've seen with him and from all the antics he's done, this guy's been doing these antics, and he, yeah. he'll do anything he can to get ahead in the fight. So-called and, soldier of God, and yeah, so-called soldier of God, but he does all these cheap antics, and, and it's and it's out there. Lots, knows yeah, eye pokes, it. kicking yeah. guys in the nuts. Yeah. Oh, that was that was an accident. Yeah, Bulls and then when it happens shit. to him, he is dramatic as fuck. Yeah. Too. Like, it, he gets just grazed, and they looked at one of them. It wasn't. I remember even he in his was eye. he was on top of someone in half guard. And he literally just put his hands like over the face and started like eye gouging. Yeah, gouging. Him. The real, like, the real MMA fans, we recognize that he is a great fighter, but yeah. we recognize that the antics he does. I mean, makes how him, how, makes how he timed unlikable. How he timed that takedown for Chris Weidman and landed yeah, at knee, gorgeous. You could not have he done flew that better. Through the air. You no, could not have done that. He flew better. through the air and, and flying knee him. That was yeah. 
That's for a guy of his size, impressive. his athleticism is on another. He might be one of the most athletic guys in uh, in the UFC. He comes yeah, out doing definitely. like backflips and things. Like, and he's yeah. 185 pounds, probably fight night. I want to say anything over 200 pounds, completely shredded, all muscle. I mean, yeah. a guy a guy with his physical ability, a guy with his athleticism, and a guy with his size and, and know how. I don't think there's any reason for why he should be doing these antics that with makes the, people with, question his just his worth. With yeah. the bald head and the beard, he kind of looks like Rumble's dad. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. Well, remember, remember oh when he never, remember when he won, and remember when he won against Chris Weidman, and uh, him and Michael Bisping were going back and forth, uh, and he's like, <laughs> yelling, he's flipping he, about, yelling shit. over at, 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 uh, at Bisping. That was that was hilarious. Yeah. He's calling him boy. He was saying, boy, he's, come over here, boy. <laughs> it just sucks that uh, Bisping had, I think it was knee surgery, and so now he's out until I think at least May. Yeah, he's probably, I bet you. I wouldn't be surprised if they did that for two twelve with uh, Holloway and Aldo. Yeah. But hopefully they do it sooner than later because you really got to unclog that division. Wherever it's like right now, you know what fights are going to be made, and depending on whether Souza gets impatient and takes another fight, I think he will. I think yeah. he actually will because because of what you because just how, said, and because of Bisping be. being injured right now and not being able yeah. to defend his title, and they obviously Yoel Romero is going to sit on that because he knows I wouldn't he's be in surprised line. if he wants the winner of Weidman Musasi from I think it's two ten. I would no, that's actually that's actually very that would be a very good fight, and I actually yeah. think that if Gagrad wins, if Musasi wins, I think he would actually take the fight because uh, yeah, he from would. what I've seen from Musasi right he's now, he's got a chip on his he, shoulder. Yeah, he's hungry right now. He really, really wants to show he f- everybody. He thinks that he, he can, can beat everybody in the division. And actually, and he's been would, he's, be he's been impressive as of late. I never really yeah. put him up there. I didn't put Musasi as being a, a top top guy until. His last year or two, he's been just dominating. Yeah. And, um, Imagine where he would be if, if Hall didn't land that spinning back. Oh, no, yeah, that right, spinning back right. kick. Right, right. And because Which, look at it, crazy. I mean... And he I still mean, didn't go all the way out. Spinning back kick to the face, going in on a takedown, and then he goes in again, gets hit with a flying knee. And on knee. the rematch, he just, he just completely annihilated he, Hall. Yeah, yeah, he, he bullied him. And uh, the whole thing with that, though, also, though, is I don't know, what, I don't know where Hall's mindset is because... Uriah Hall was looking very impressive, especially after that win against Musasi. He was looking very impressive, and they were even saying they were making reference to him being kind of like the next Anderson Silva because uh, of his, because his striking style. Yeah, style but the guy, I mean, go look at Uriah Hall's record right now. You can pull it up on Sure Dog. He's yeah. he's got a lot of loss. I don't think he's won. I think he's what zero and four in his past his past four fights. Something it's, like it's that. Pretty, yeah, it's not looking good for him. And I think basically. The reason they I think stay he's behind done. him. The reason they stay behind him is because he's he's, he's a he's a fun guy. Oh, exactly. Yeah. The, fir- the first style. guys they go behind are entertaining. I can't fighters. remember who it was he put away, but I remember he he landed that spinning kick, and it was oh, in the that UFC. Was that ult- Wait, are you no, talking about the it Ultimate was after Fighter? He was in the UFC, oh, okay. and he landed the spinning kick that didn't put the guy away, but he ended up just getting on top of this guy TKO in him. Yeah, and then they go back to the replay. And his uh, big toe snaps all the way to the Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he's saying, like, if you're hurt, if you're hurt, just keep going. He's like, just got to keep believing in yourself and keep finishing. That's, that's what I wonder, I, really I think, him I think that, that was the Ron Stallings fight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was. That's, that was the guy. But, yeah, I remember was that was early. Before. Yeah, that was a couple years ago. But, yeah, he's lost, he's lost the last three against top guys. I mean, Whitaker... Brunson and Musasi. I but, think, uh, but but all three of those losses were uh, pretty dominant losses. Yeah, if I can recall correctly. And the thing that's the thing that's crazy he's not going to be a top guy. The thing that's crazy about the UFC too is the UFC is basically 
for everyone that knows MMA is is it is Division One of MMA. It's it's that's where the biggest, the baddest, the greatest, the best fighters are there. And the thing that's crazy about it though is it's a very ruthless business. If you do start getting a couple losses in a row, you can easily get sent to Bellator, yeah. or you can easily end your career that way. So. That's true. Luckily for him, he does have an interesting style, and they, they might still give him a couple fights, but he might be at a do-or-die standpoint at this point. If Uriah Hulk was to come out again and lose to, maybe they give him a, a lower-graded fighter and he was to take another loss, he might be done. So mm-hmm. I think that the biggest problem Hall has is he almost has the same issue that Anderson Silva has. He kind of needs to land a counter shot. That's why I don't think Silva won this fight. He was kind of sitting back to counter. He had more output than usual. But especially like old Anderson Silva, man, he was just, he would always and just wait for you to come to him, lay in the counter. Everything the that thing, I've seen thing, about, thing. everything I've seen from the fight is that everyone said that Brunson outstruck him. Oh, yeah. And he oh, got a couple takedowns. Um, so. They posted, the they posted that. Yeah, that picture was ridiculous, actually. The, if we pull that up, I think it was double the striking. Yeah, I think it yeah. might have been double the striking. And then he had two takedowns to none. Two takedowns, yeah. It was just. The only thing is, like, are three they. Three minutes of Are they. Knocking fighters that can't get takedowns, because he only got two out of ten, and I wonder if that played against him. The yeah, percentage more, that more could be actually because yeah, you're right. It wasn't. He had a twenty percent takedown rate. But then, Anderson. then you should hate fighters that can't land. You know, right? If you're only That's landing, true. if you're landing less than fifty percent of your shots, oh well, knock them down too. You know, because I mean they're point. still throwing down c- control for the most part. You know, Brunson did throw a couple sloppy shots. At, Let's be uh, honest. At, at, I mean, he always has, and Silva's probably a little bit more accurate. I'm, I think his striking percentage was better, but it was just so much less. Yeah. I'm backtracking just a little bit, because uh, I wanted to mention, Teixeira did not look the same after uh, he he looked tentative, and he actually, it's, it looked like he got shook up a couple times. Yeah. Like, he got he got tagged. Can't, well, I will, I will say Cannoneer approached that fight. Intelligently, yeah, like we thought he would. He stayed on um, the outside, and he was. He was I think that's actually right. I think, I think that up Cannoneer's uh, his his uh, even though he took a loss there, I think that up his. No, yeah, the fact that he was willing to take that fight, he he barely lost. I got all the respect it was, for it. It was a very very close yeah. fight with Glover Teixeira. And Teixeira, Teixeira realized that game. he wasn't really winning on the feet, so he took him down because. Yeah, we were we were saying on the last one where it was interesting to see how Teixeira comes back after. Getting destroyed like that for his first time by Rumble, and you know what? And, and given in respect to Teixeira, most guys that do get knocked out like that, it takes them a long, long time to recover, and their chin may never actually fully recover. And yeah. it's kind of hard to it's hard to that, like scientifically that happened prove to, it. That happened to Brendan Schaub. It's happened he to a lot of guys. Up and coming guy that was really starting to make waves in the heavyweight division, and I think it was I think he got knocked out by Ben Rothwell. Yeah, he he rocked true. Rothwell. Was going to finish, got caught. And knocked out, and became a he started. Kid. Yeah, he's I mean, a I, happened to Bigfoot Silva too. When I pull up this name right now, uh, going down to the featherweights with Chad Mendez. Yeah. Um, I thought Chad Mendez for the longest time. I thought he was a very, very possible championship uh, championship belt taker. Um, he was yeah. a high competitor he, in the featherweight division, yeah. and um, he looked really good against Connor when they fought. He, yeah, I mean, he had he fought him really well, and he just he, used too much of his energy. He, and, and you know, it, there's a lot of there's a lot of uh, di- there's a lot of discussion about that because he did jump off the couch on a two week notice and come and fight Connor. Yeah, but um, after that knockout, when he went to go fight Frankie Edgar in the next fight, that, he, he got surprised. He got, he got, he got his chin. He well, got his chin hurt by Connor, yep. and then he comes back, and he's been a guy that's always been able to take shots. 
And then Frankie's not... I mean, Frankie Fra- is Frankie not a knockout knock- guy. I mean, Frankie can knock you out, but he's not usually a knockout. He's usually no. a workhorse. Yeah, yep. works people. And when he popped that Chad that way, nice. and he just dropped him and knocked him out, it was it was kind of like... I, I thought to myself, I'm like, well, did Frankie really hit him that good, or has Chad's chin been deteriorating? Okay, yeah. before you make that point, though, let's go back to the Aldo Wars. He had two fights for the belt with Jose Aldo. The and they went 25 one, minutes. The, the, or the no, he did not get knocked out one of them. He got yeah. kneed so far. Oh, yeah, you're right. That yeah. Was he was on the way out from the cage. That, well, was it the second of, fight that uh, Aldo hit him after the bell? And yeah, put yeah, him yeah, yep, 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 that was. Yeah. Because I didn't see the first. I wonder if it's just like he did hit Messi ball. He, he called it a hard. Here. It was a hard overhead right. I believe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and it, it dropped. He him was a against the cage and he, he, like, he stumbled up a little bit and then yeah. yep and came back and he and he still fought that fight well. I mean, Chad. I think Chad did pretty well against Aldo in, the, in that second he fight. Just, he, he just wasn't good. good enough to stand with him. Yep. He's he almost he's got the power, but he's almost you know what? Uriah favor. You always yeah. get to the title you and then ju- you, lose you just and the thing <laughs> almost that, get there. The thing that kind of sucks with the Chad Mendez situation right now is after uh, he, I think he, I believe he tested positive. Don't quote me here, but I think he tested positive for HGH now, and you saw a ban. Yeah, I, I think not, I saw I think that he's too. He's on a long ban right now. Yeah. I think he's out for two years, and a guy like him that was kind of at the top of his career, and now he can't even fight. I mean, I don't see him coming back after a, if he had, really does have to wait two years or even a year. It's hard for a guy to come back, you know. After that much time, yeah. Was that recent? That's why it's, I thought it's, I saw him scheduled for another. No, he's he's out. You saw you saw or is he out? Is he in another organization? I think it was another organization. I saw him set to fight. I can really? see that happening. Maybe maybe another organization would pick him up. Because yeah, I mean, well, if if they if he got banned by the Nevada State Athletic Commission, well, that's, that's where I don't think that's pretty. Else would pick him up. Yeah, I don't think maybe anyone Ryzen, would pick him up because they just like people to kill each other. <laughs> yeah, really, but. Uh, yeah, actually, I'm, I'm looking it up right now, and it says uh, Chad Mendez was, he is on a two-year suspension from the UFC. Oh, okay. And that's actually pretty crazy, because a lot of these times, when a lot of times when this kind of stuff happens, uh, usually these guys get their sentences lowered, Yep. and I don't think he got his lowered. And uh, I'm wow. reading right now, it says, according to Mendez, the substance containing GHRP6 was a cream that he used to treat plaque uh, psoriasis, which is a skin condition that he's been dealing with for years. Okay. And I mean, sure. a lot of guys like, like you would use that. Well, that's yeah, that's yeah. fucking bullshit. Yeah. It's you would funny. Not it's use funny. That it's very funny and very controversial how all these guys now, especially with the new USADA training, yeah. or I mean, sorry, the new USADA testing. When it when it comes out, these guys always have an excuse for why they were just like. Wasn't Anderson Silva the one that said it was like? Uh, both help sex like his sex life yeah. or something. No, it was. Yeah, it was like it, I mean, pills. it's kind of crazy. Uh, both Anderson Silva and John Jones both claim that their uh, estrogen blockers, which yeah. they both tested positive for, yeah. comes from I believe uh, they both use Cialis. They yeah, said yeah. They came from Cialis, <laughs> and it was uh, supposed to be for, uh, uh, a sexual performance thing that yep. that they felt they were able to take, and then it you know affected their uh, it affected their drug testing, but. My whole thing with that is that's very sketchy, and it could be true, yeah, but it's but very, why very the, sketchy. Why the hell would you use it? And why would you use that? Especially again, I'm not. Now this is just my opinion on it. But when you have two guys like Anderson Silva and John Jones, which they're complete alpha males, yeah, super confident guys. I I find it hard to believe that they need sexual performance enhancing drugs. And, <laughs> I, and well, I mean, you, and, you, you never know. know. What? You never He's know. 41. You but, never know. 
why wouldn't you double check that with the commission? Right, especially right? with like we just said, with all the new. I, USADA, I would I would be so like with all the new that, with you all know? the new USADA testing. Yeah, you're supposed to, and it's actually supposed to be on every fighter. They're supposed to record everything that they take in. Yeah, and that was one of the issues with John Jones or clear that before when he, when he came out. Uh, the yeah, he would he wouldn't he release said, what uh, supplements he, he, he took. He wouldn't release, and then he went on to hit in his defense. He was saying, uh, "Well, I don't actually record everything that I take." And oh, see, I, and, I saw and he tried blaming it. He tried blaming it on. Um, he tried blaming it on. He had a new. He had like a new sponsorship that they were sponsoring him with uh, supplements. A new supplement sponsorship. I know. And, he, I know he gets sponsored by what was it? Get something like that. It might have been. Yeah, that sounds. Yeah. That sounds about right. And he's um, done a lot of promotions. For and that. he uh, basically said that he tried to kind of put it on that, saying that I haven't been writing down my uh, what I've been taking in my system, which he's yeah. supposed to be doing. Especially with this new USADA See, see I thought what he did, he, uh, they came out and said that they weren't releasing what he took because they wanted to go to get those supplements before they pulled them off the shelves. Right, and right. And check them to see, like, oh, hey. I think, oh, they, hey, I think look, they dropped him right spot. after. I think his sponsorships all dropped him. Oh, and yeah. Then when it, when, then when the story actually got cleared up, it had nothing to do with the sponsorships. Yeah. It had to do with him saying that I took sexual performance-enhancing drugs. Yeah, exactly. And that just, I don't know, it sounds, it sounds he was pretty, just trying it sounds to cover pretty his ass. Yeah. And he actually went on, he went on the Rogan podcast and, uh, talked to Joe and he talked about it and I watched that and he, and he, and that's where he did say that he came out and said it was some type of Cialis or he said he took a generic form of Cialis and that's why he tested, yeah. he tested positive for estrogen blockers. Why, why the hell would you take a generic brand? Like if you're a why rich the hell would fighter, you take you know? anything that's why First the hell would you take anything when you're about to get an eight and like we just said he was eight about figure have, he's an eight figure payday. payday the biggest fight of his life yep. uh, head headlining could have been could have been could have been the biggest, biggest card, pay-per-view yeah. card and now you're going to get banned for a substance abuse problem right before, days before the fight was it two days before the fight it's it's hilarious it's though pretty, that John Jones sad. gets pulled from that but that Brock Lesnar doesn't oh yeah <laughs> you know. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> they point. they waived his four month uh, testing thing and, and that's a big controversy we could talk about too. Does, does which Mark is interesting Hunt, with Mark Hunt, Hunt fighting Overeem coming right up. because I think Mark Hunt now is going back on what he said because he's I remember Mark Hunt was really pissed off. He was really heated. He said like, he's already fought former cheaters in the sport. Yeah, and now that he lost to Brock that night and got the loss and the guy cheated, he, he wants his uh, money. He wants his money, and, yeah. and, and I don't blame him. I mean. No. Look, I think the payout for Brock Lesnar, what was it uh, disclosed? It was two point five million or three million. Two million, yeah. So I mean, that was a huge payday. And, and Mark saying, "Hey, look, the guy cheated. I want his, I want my money. I deserve all the money." Yeah. And uh, the UFC basically said, "No, you don't get that." And uh, Mark <laughs> yeah, said, now he has an open lawsuit against like Lesnar, yeah, Hunt. But what's no, weird? Not Lesnar. It's just the UFC and Dana White. But, but yeah, what's because... but what's weird about the situation is. From what I read, it seemed that uh, Mark Hunt was was willing to walk from the UFC. I yeah. think that he said that, like, I'm not going to fight anymore until they resolve the situation. But now he's signed up to fight Alistair Overeem. Yeah, so I think they probably they probably offered him more money. Because there's no way Overeem signed uh, a steroid waiver because... He's been one of the guys that's tested positive oh my God. before. When, remember? Do you remember when Brock Lesnar and uh, Overeem fought? Oh that my was God. insane. It was like literally... It was uh, overroids. Yeah, it was overroids. Like, shit. They were they were huge. Yeah. They uh, just released the. Uh, they have the judges set for Woodley and Thompson too. Oh, do they? And Tony and Khabib. Tony and Khabib. They're gonna have Herb Dean in there. I like oh, that. Yeah. 
They're going to uh, Big John McCarthy for the main okay, event. Perfect. Yeah. See, yeah. I, I like having, you, I like got, having your known. I like having your known uh, respected refs. McCarthy is probably the best yeah. guy they have. He's been there I, since event two. Yeah. I, I think. I don't, Her, Herb has just I, had a couple controversial decisions, yeah, which are. I, but he's I, gotten I, unlucky. I agree with them every time. He's but gotten unlucky with does. those he, last he second. Those I don't. Say, I don't. I, I personally think that John and Herb are, are pretty equal. I like both of them. The only problem is how well I think it's just that Herb's gotten yeah, unlucky Herb's gotten bad, bad because, bad like bad the stuff. Silva Bisping fight, he took a lot of yeah, shit because he sent it to the round, which I thought that was the right call. He always has because the knee landed, round ended like that second, yeah. but. When it comes to the Cowboy Masvidal fight, oh my that should have been stopped. I felt terrible. I mean, I mean, Cowboy's, Cow- Cowboy's, Cowboy's a, a tough favorite. motherfucker. He's a tough guy. He will never say bad things about Herb Dean for doing that because that's, that's what, what he probably well, wanted. Well, you know what? The thing that's the thing about that that's very very controversial is okay when we look at it afterwards and he came back out in, in the second round yeah, and he, he got was messed a, up. He, he was, got knocked he was, out. It, it looks really bad because he basically got knocked out twice in one fight. Yep. Cowboy Cerrone got took, knocked out twice took, by Jorge Masvidal. More, in more one damage fight. than he needed. But the thing that take. when they even when they went to his corner, um, I think it's more on his corner. Yeah, his, yeah his corner, you're right. His coaches, instead of saying, "You know what, man, you fight every week. You're a badass, dude. Yep. Regardless, you taking a loss here and there. I mean, you're playing the it, Cowboy. Really does play the odds <laughs> game. He fights." That guy, I think yeah. he is the most active was, fighter in the UFC. It was a month after and he had just fought. Uh, he just beat. He just had a war with Matt Brown. Yeah, he just had a yeah. war, he just had he a just war had with Matt Brown, Matt and he Brown, said, "You know what? Got rocked I'm, twice. I'm from Denver. I'm from Colorado. Let's I go there. there. I want to yeah. fight there." And Jorge Masvidal's been putting my name out there. Let's do this. Yeah, and and that's what we love about Cowboys. He's just game. My yeah. issue Cowboys, with, no, no, more my than issue with that fight though is that when Herb jumped on him at the end of that round, he waved his hand. Yeah, like this he. Is, this he, is the sign for fight over. Oh yeah, not he ended the, the fight, and then it was like, oh, the round just ended after he see, did that. And that so is such like, a. It's it, it that, that whole situation is like, it's like, do you blame the ref or do you blame what happened? Because it was, so, it was so close on the timing because it ended the round and he got knocked out at the very end of the round. But also, it wasn't like he just got clipped and then the round ended. It was quick. he was getting punched yeah, in the face. Yeah, he looked like know? he was done. It looked he like, was out. It looked like yeah. a clear cut knock. Right when it happened to I was like, God I think they're it. both at fault. It I happened think. to Herb again. And I yeah. think, and I, like Herb I said, should have stopped it and the corner should have thrown in the but, towel. But now, in defense of the corner, which is, which but is, Cowboy like, probably what, wouldn't let him Right, that's what I'm saying is, yeah. is the ego yeah. gets involved in there and you have a guy like Cowboy who is such a high level guy that he could yeah. come back and win a fight. So, when, and Cowboy's done it plenty of times. I mean, even against Matt Brown, the only he problem was, is like Masvidal was, was dominating him on the feet for he, the most. Of I mean, that he round. was, yeah. But like I said, right here is even when Cowboy in the in his recent battle right before Jorge Masvidal with Matt Brown, I yeah. scored that man. I think that Matt Brown was winning that fight. Yeah, and he, then Cowboy, he won the first and then two Cowboy, you know, knocked him out with a head kick in insane fashion. It was beautiful. He won. So then, when you have a guy like Cowboy who is such a high level guy and he's so tough. His corner has a dilemma there because they either do the smart thing, which I think would have been the right thing, would have been throwing the towel and say, you know what, fight another day. Yeah. But yeah. then you might have had him get pissed off if they didn't let him do it, and Cowboy might have said, you know what, man, I could have recovered and I could have came back and won that fight. Yeah. So that one was, you, can you know, see it was old, crazy. This whole corner would be like, no, we couldn't throw the towel. He'd beat the shit out of all of us. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, who knows? Yeah, I mean, it is Jackson Wink, and they're all business, so... Yeah, do you know, who was the judge for the first Woodley Thompson fight? Do you remember that? That was 205. That's Woodley Thompson. Ago, man. I mean, that, that, was, a big, that was a big of... Margliata? That seems right. I know he was... He that was 205 of them was so big that I think they did have all their big ref, the big name referees. Yeah. Oh, big they time. They had everybody. Yeah, 205 yeah, it was wasn't, the 200 uh, they didn't get. I don't think it was McCarthy or Herb. 
Uh, let's look it up. I do. I, I want to plug for following Herb Dean on Twitter because Herb Dean posts the second that he gets to the event. He posts uh, the paper they give him with every every single fight and which judge they get for every single fight. I've never seen where they release the judges so far ahead of a card like they did just now. But that night, around 4 o'clock, he'll always post every single fight's uh, ref for that night. It's good to see. That's pretty cool. I like following uh, Herb Dean. He doesn't no, post yeah, it, I, but I, I like that a lot. Um, that's a good thing to see. Sometimes More that, times than not, like, a ref could have an impact on the fight. Yeah, and then every well, time I see... Well, if you want to talk about a ref having an impact on the fight, let's go back real quick to the uh, random A, Holly Holm, uh, yeah, 208 oh, finale. Yeah. That, that, was, that was a crazy situation because... Not, um, she didn't do it once, but twice in the same fight. Yeah. Where it wasn't just one shot and, after and for either. The viewers it was to know, two. For the viewers for to know, that was the second event that's ever happened in New York, and it was in Brooklyn, and they put... Um, I forgot who the referee it was, was. It was a, but he, but it was he was, a New York guy. He was a New York guy, and he wasn't a he wasn't one of the referees we're talking about, like a Herb Dean or a John McCarthy. He was a he was a, done new, UFC a newer, a newer a MMA. He's a newer MMA ref, and with the controversy happening with Ronda May hitting her twice after the bell, um, they basically said if if there was a, a more experienced ref in there, it might have been the fight might have gone different. It might have been a tie. Well, yeah. yeah, and then Dana White says that he shouldn't have been in there, but then Ben, you said that it was released later. The UFC had the option before that event that they could have gotten rid of that guy and put in a better guy. Yeah, but yeah, hindsight's but always it's kind of like it is up to the commission to put in the right guy. That's their final decision. But UFC did not come out and say like, "Oh, we wanted this guy to ref that fight." Yeah, that's just, that's just something that's always going to come out after something like that happens. It's he said, he said, she said. Yeah. You know, like if, if there's a controversy, it's always going to go. It's hard to point like fingers there because if the fight would have been a great fight, then we could have said, "Wow, man, this new referee is uh, you know he's a great referee." <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But because of the controversy that happened, now everyone's saying, "Wow, we don't want that referee again." That's what's <laughs> funny about it is you can have. You can have a perfect stoppage. No one ever says anything, but maybe Brian Stan and John Anik. But <laughs> if anything bad happens, that's when you hear about the ref. That's yeah. why I feel so bad for Herb Dean. Because go back to Herb Dean's whole career, and he's <laughs> especially as of late is when all the bad luck stuff. Like every every finish, is no, like, yeah, oh, he's, he was he's basically just getting screwed. The biggest <laughs> one lately was he was there for Nunez and Rousey, and everyone yeah. was lighting him up because Rousey was still on her feet. They were, he was she, out on her feet. Yeah, she was out, and she would have just taken more damage but than she needed to. her coach, Jim Edmond, or no. Ah, I, was, I don't even I know his name because he sucks he's, so hard. He's so awful. He ruined Travis <laughs> Brown. Travis Brown changed oh, yeah, his we'll, fighting we'll, game. We'll get to that. But Edmond uh, made like a big deal about that being an early stoppage and how that being bullshit. It's like she was really going to get hurt and was only going to get worse. So yeah, if you, really, if you actually give a shit about your fighter... Then don't say dumb shit like that. Yeah, that's just that. That might have been him knowing that his career was slipping away. And what, just what yeah, just lashing out. But yeah, but yeah, I always support Herb Dean. You guys feel like we could do another another forty five minutes? Yeah, I think so. All right, we're gonna <laughs> cut this one off. This has been episode three of On the Button. We're gonna cut it off and then just start another one. Thanks for listening, guys. Peace out, y'all.